This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Today, episode 102, we're talking about stress eating. And, you know, I know all too often stress eating and using food as some sort of coping mechanism is seen in a negative light. And honestly, food being used as a coping mechanism is 100% normal. You know, if when you think about it, food is generally speaking, always present in your life. It's always within an arm reach or a very short walk or a short drive away. And it's easy It is much easier to get food than even alcohol or drugs or whatever other, you know, quote unquote, negative coping mechanism that you have in mind. All right. Of course, there are other coping mechanisms, but food is readily available. It's easily available. It is just so easy to get at any point. And what's cool with food and, and stress eating and using, you know, food as a coping mechanism is that it's satisfying, you know, and once you consume something, it does, it fills a void, it, it satisfies you a little bit, maybe even satisfies some cravings or things like that. But the goal of this episode today is, is not, is to, to basically empower you to not let other folks tell you that you need to be afraid of, you know, using food as a coping mechanism. And then, oh, that's bad. That's negative. That's, you shouldn't do that. No, no. What, what, where the fault is, oops, I just hit my, my bowl. <laughs> of course, I eat everything out of bowls. If you don't know this about me, I pretty much eat a majority of my meals out of a bowl. Uh, we have huge ice cream bowls, like the big, just big bowls. Uh, yeah, I put my meals in there. So anyways, I hit that because I'm talking with my hands as usual. Uh, unfortunately, you can't see me, but I am very expressive. But, um... I got excited. The goal here is, you know, just to accept that stress eating or using food as a coping mechanism is normal. That can be a tool in your toolbox of handling stress. Because here's the thing, you know, eating and and finding satisfaction in food, it, like I said a moment ago, it fills that void. And there is inherently nothing wrong with that. The, The problem starts to become when you know, the stress eating or emotional eating or using that food as a coping mechanism makes you feel worse than you did. Or, you know, whether it's in the short term, long term, doesn't really matter. Um, If it causes any issues for you, if it causes any like, for example, gastric issues, or even things like disordered eating. And if it it makes you feel guilty or makes you feel shameful or full of regret, uh, then, you know, that could be an issue. But the, the main thing here that I feel and, and a lot of researchers feel is, is kind of the negative side of using food as a coping mechanism is that if it's your only way to cope with things, if it's your only way to handle stress, if, it's, if, if eating is your only way to handle emotions or stressors in your life, then that is when it can be a little ugly and maybe not the best tool for you in the moment. The goal with stress eating and recognizing it 
as a, a healthier coping mechanism is just knowing that you have other things that you can do, that, that you have other tools in the toolbox that you can depend on and lean in on and, and use those items to, to handle the stress or the emotions or just anything that you're trying to cope with in the moment. And that's, that's what I want to empower you with today is, is to not only let naysayers keep naysaying about using food as a coping mechanism, but also to encourage you to really find other things that bring satisfaction, that help you feel more centered, feel less stressed, feel less overwhelmed, whatever the emotion is that you're, that you're feeling in the moment when you do have that urge to go and, and use food as a, as a mechanism to cope. And, and, and that's, that's what I want you to realize is first of all, try not to feel that guilt or shame or things like that. If food does tend to be your primary source of, of, you know, emotional well-being or, or rather a coping mechanism of some sort. And I'm going to count how many times I'm going to say coping mechanism in this podcast episode, by the way, I'm sure we're at like 20 already. Um, anyways, you know, I want you to stop. And I want you to think about other things that you can use to cope with any stressors or emotions or things like that in your life that are effective for you. Or maybe they're things that you haven't tried yet and are worth exploring. You know, for me, it's always some sort of breath work, some sort of deep belly breathing. You know, I recently got certified through Mindful and I love it. You know, it's one of those things that I've been doing meditation and deep, deep, deep breathing or some sort of breath work for, I don't know how many years now, 25, I don't know, something like that. Um, since high school. So it's, it's something that I find is very useful because guess what? You're breathing anyways. So you have to breathe in order to live. So why not use that breath as a powerful tool for you. And what's cool is you can do it at any point. And usually the people that are next to you or in your proximity have no freaking clue that you're even doing it, which is even cooler. So it's something you can easily do on your commute, when you're biking, when you're reading, when you're writing, when you're working, when you're on the bath, you know, on the toilet, in the bathroom, whatever. You can use it literally at any point. And it works for me. That doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Okay. For some folks, it can actually bring some triggers along, especially if you do have asthma or some sort of breathing difficulties, you know, it can cause some anxiety possibly for some individuals. So obviously tread lightly, but breath work, meditation, those are some healthier ways to cope with stressors and emotions and things like that. So that's an option for you. I usually also love just going for a walk, even if it's a short walk around the block with the dog or myself and just listening to a podcast or listening to nothing at all and just enjoying the quietness. And I find that going for just a, a steady walk, not a walk for time or anything like that, but just a few minutes, it really helps clear my mind. You know, sometimes I'm gone for up to an hour if I, if I need to and I really am in my thoughts if I'm trying to get some clarity around something that I'm working on. And it's incredibly helpful just to get out. And it is also a form of meditation, honestly, when you think about it, because walking is, there is a walking meditation that you can do, but it's a repetitive movement pattern. And that's going to be the easiest to do meditation alongside of, you know, just being present and being as mindful as possible in the moment is really going to benefit that walk and your brain. Um, so in addition, in addition to breath work, meditation, and going for a walk, 
you know, these are all things that are, are fairly simple to, to go in and, and use. So kind of like food, very easy to get, very easy to go and grab, stand up, walk to the kitchen, go to the cafe in your office, whatever it is for you. Very easy for you to do. So I'm trying to replace something food, like food rather, that is easy to do and easy to grab with other things that are easy because I want to make it easy for you. All right. So that's where breath work, meditation, you know, going for a simple walk can help so much because again, it's, it's accessible and it's simple and it's, it's usually pretty quick to get to. Um, some other ways, you know, and again, these are just ideas on ways that you can utilize other coping mechanisms besides eating. If you're trying to get away from maybe using eating as much, um, you can, uh, call a friend or talk to someone, you know, in your, in your little sphere that you're in right now, you know, talk to a colleague, talk to a friend, call someone, call your parents, just talk to someone. And sometimes that is a a great way to mitigate any type of stressors or, you know, emotional highs and lows that you might be experiencing. Uh, you can go in and get a workout on. I find that working out is a fantastic channel for energy and just anxiety and, and focus and things like that. Um, and, and it's obviously good for you. And you're going to have that endorphin high afterwards, which will make you feel really good about yourself and, and make you want to continue doing that thing. All right. Uh, I'm a real big fan of also, you know, drawing, doodling, something like that. I do these things called Zen tangles occasionally. They're, mm, is that what the book is called? Yeah, that's the book. Uh, I have it behind me. And of course I have a pen on the spine of it and I can't think of it, but I think it's called Zen tangles. And if you go to, I think it's zentangles.com, there's even like free downloadable templates you can do. And you just kind of doodle and draw lines and draw random shapes and designs in these little squares that, that are created. And it's really cool. Um, and you don't have to be a master drawer or anything like that. You know, I'm fairly good at drawing, but like you really don't need any skill for this. You know, it's just creativity. Let it, let it open up on the piece of paper and doodling can just help channel any type of, uh, you know, thoughts and feelings that you might be experiencing onto that piece of paper, which is really cool. If you're into art, that's also something else you could do. Maybe do a little painting, uh, you know, drawing, watercolor, whatever it is for you. All right. Digital art, uh, you could doodle on your phone. You know, there's so many programs and apps that are available right now. It's just a matter of finding kind of what you like to do and what makes you happy and doesn't bore you to death. Other things are games, you know, other than video games, you can do puzzles. You can do a book of games that you can get at like the airport or the local bookstore, crossword puzzles, things like that. Just something to kind of channel again, that energy and kind of help you become centered a little bit. That way you're not spiraling on any type of thoughts or emotions that maybe were drawing you to want to find a coping mechanism like food and things like that. You can read some stuff. Um, ideally, you know, read a story, a memoir, uh, some sort of fiction or something like that. You know, don't pick up a book that is related to your work. It, that's the point of me saying this is I want you to think of something and read something rather that is out of that realm that you're already in day to day with with work or life or things like that, okay? Um, if you're musically inclined, you can play play whatever instrument you play, or if you do digital or or DJing, great, throw a mix together. And then that brings me to listening to music. I find like listening to music and just dancing it out. If you're a dancer, you know, even if you're not a dancer, just dance it out. 
it can be such a release, can be so cathartic, especially if you have the music mimic kind of how you're feeling, you know, and you can just let it all out. And another idea to do this is in the car when you're driving, especially if you're by yourself and you put on, I don't know, a song that may, might be a little bit more rage filled. <laughs> it might be ideal for you to use that song to kind of just release stuff, you know, yell, yell along with the music and release. Again, it's, there's something so cathartic to listening to music and, and feeling seen and, and things like that. Um, so give it a try. It's worth a try, right? But the, there are probably like a few other things that I'm missing right now. I'm, I'm kind of just winging this episode. Actually, I have like minimal notes in front of me because I really wanted to just have this simple conversation friend to friend, me to you about how food is an okay tool to use as a coping mechanism in, in any type of situation. However, I just, it's best to not have that be your only tool. All right, so stop. Think about things that it relax you. Maybe even some self-massage or like massaging your feet or, uh, I don't know, massaging someone else's feet if you're into that. You know, massage your partner's feet. Uh, I can't even believe I just said that, but I'm going with it. Um, you know, whatever it is for you, go for a bike ride, go for, you know, just get outside, go for a hike. So if you have more time, great, go for a hike, get into nature, hug a tree, you know, touch, touch the soil. If you're a big into gardening, great. Do some gardening. Um, get your hands dirty. All of these things, you know, playing with your dog, playing with your pet, whatever. All of these things can be so beneficial for you. Whether you're, you know, whether you're experiencing elevated stress and emotions or not, it doesn't matter. But the, the goal here is just to make food not your primary coping me- mechanism. There are other things that can help with you know, handling your emotions and stress and managing that and things like that. So, you know, have a moment, think about things that, that work really well for you and can help you mitigate maybe some just off feelings that you're experiencing and then start to add those things, explore those things, you know, maybe explore breath work or, or drawing, doodling, things like that. And then when you find out that you like those things, great. Those are extra tools in your toolbox for handling your day-to-day stress. This is all about self-care, you know, and and it's not to sound silly because I know we're probably all tired of people talking about self-care. You know, I think self-care is kind of one of those words like, you know, vulnerability to some degree. Um, You kind of want to roll your eyes just slightly at it like, oh yeah, like something else I have to do to kind of open up and, and be more myself. And I think if, if you could just think about self-care as not something you have to do and not something you have to check off of a list that day and think of it instead as something that you get to do, that you get to utilize to help yourself. And you're going to, you're going to feel better, potentially better, potentially like a lot better after you do the thing that you want to do. All right. Whatever you consider self-care. So I think that's a cool thing and a cool perspective shift to just remind yourself that, hey, you get to do these things. You get to have the access to these plentiful tools, whether it's food or, you know, drawing or breath work or meditation or whatever it is. Yoga. Yoga is fantastic. Doing a little bit of stretching. See, I keep thinking of other things. Um, But the, the deal here is to experiment. Experiment with these things. Practice these things. And then have like two to five different coping mechanisms that, you can kind of pull from your toolbox and then go from there because that can help 
add variety and can be something that you can utilize and lean on. And, you know, keep in mind, again, eating, using food as a coping mechanism, that is fine. That can, but just make that one of the tools in your toolbox and not your only one. That's that's the key. All right. So hopefully making this shift in thinking around food and, and eating and using these things as a coping mechanism can be a huge game changer for you and pay off for you in the future, especially right around the holidays and just a stressful start to maybe the new year. So hopefully this works for you. If it does, let me know your thoughts, you know, DM me on Instagram at shift human performance. I would love to hear that. And if this episode resonated with you, then please share it on social media and tag me. That way I can see uh, the tag and share that broadly if you have a public profile. I am endlessly grateful for you, friend. Thank you for joining me today. And if you're interested in coaching with me, I do have a couple of openings that just opened up. Check the link in the show notes to apply to work with me so you can take control of your goals once and for all. I want, I want to get you results and I want to get you sustainable results. And I would love to be on that journey with you. Anyways, I hope you have a beautiful day and yeah, have a badass day. And I will touch base with you next week on the next episode in the new year. Bye.